0: hey what's going on y'all this is the deeper one i'm introducing you today to the new deeper love podcast took me a minute to decide to record a podcast but you know the time is now and i know a lot of y'all joined me from my instagram page um if you did not find my podcast through instagram go head over to my ig It is at Deeper1, D-E-E-P-3-R-1. On the gram, follow me on the gram. I decided to start a podcast uh, because I've been doing Instagram stories. And a lot of the topics that I chose to discuss kind of ran long, like almost 10 minutes. And sometimes we don't have the opportunity to actually sit and watch a video that long. Um, of someone talking and I decided that we're gonna rock these long topics I should start a podcast because you can listen at any time anywhere and you don't have to be looking at anything so that brought me to starting the deeper love podcast what this podcast is about you ask well it's about things that I normally discuss relationships love and relationships relationships Uh, personal and self-development, healing, and, I mean, basically just funny shit. Now, a couple things I want to add before we get popping. This is episode one. Episode one. I will be bringing you new episodes frequently. I haven't decided how frequently yet, but we'll see. Um, I will do a lot of cursing. So, if you were playing this podcast out loud or with the children are around, please beware, because we do grown stuff over here, and we talk about grown people stuff, and it not might be good for children's ears. Welcome to the podcast. Oh, let me tell you a little about me. If you don't know a little about me, um, I go by the Deeper One. My name is Tony. I hail from Minneapolis, Minnesota. For now, I got into social media about 2008. Um, I started my journey into digital there, uh, with focus on social media, Twitter, Facebook. You know, when we started, there was not, there was no Instagram. It was mainly just Twitter and Facebook. I mastered Twitter and Facebook. I have. Well, I keep my Facebook mainly, um, for personal reasons, but I will, I do have a page that I'm working on building, but Twitter, I do have about 10,000 followers. And that's kind of where I first learned how to build a presence online. I chose to build that presence now through Instagram at this current time. I'm just shy of 24,000 followers. And I am continuing to build a following. Um, I specialize, I started off in web design and basically kind of morphed into digital marketing. I've worked for many companies and assisting them in building their web presence, whether it's through web design, SEO, SEM, and social media and content creation. So I guess you could really call me digital creator. I also do training and I also do consulting. That is a little about me and my rise to get us here right now. So today I wanted to talk about on the very first episode of the podcast, we're just going to call it episode one because... You know, I'm just getting started. We're going to get a little bit more polished later. But I kind of wanted to talk about something more recent. Um, as this, you know, I didn't really plan this, this first episode. I just, sometimes you just got to sit down and do shit, to be honest with you. You just got to sit down and do shit. Which leads me to what I want to talk about now. I want to talk about personal development, and, um, self-reflection and knowledge of oneself and how to pull yourself up out of a dark place. I'll start with the last two years, kind of, of my life, um, and then we can move on from there. I had been in a two-year relationship, it was a rather tumultuous relationship, um, it was with someone who was a narcissist. And it was probably one of the most difficult relationships that I had ever been in. I've had long-term relationships before. I've been engaged twice. And I've had successful relationships that didn't work out for you know, various reasons. But this one stuck with me because you ever sometimes think about like when you end something with somebody like who somebody really was yeah that that's kind of what what hit it for me and that in prior relationships there there are other reasons that okay it was easier to sit with those reasons of why the relationship ended with this person but the the last relationship it it was difficult because i'd never been at least we'll say since 30 years old in a relationship where I had to walk away from my la- relationship because someone, you know, for instance, is a narcissist or, you know, very self-absorbed and self-centered. And at the time I wasn't really familiar with the depth of narcissism and how basically narcissists exist in the world and their behavior and their behavior patterns. And it really, it really killed me because it's like, I was like, damn, you know, this is really part of who this person is. And I think that was hard to get over. And knowing that I gave someone so much that took away and didn't give back, but then had the nerve to try to make me feel like, I wasn't giving enough for, to them and at the end of the relationship you know it it was kind of it was a rough it was a rough ending and it took me months to get over the relationship and I first had to get over the person first initially that that was what I worked on first but then next I had to battle Why did I allow myself to stay in a relationship that I knew was bad? I mean, in the beginning of the relationship, I knew like it wasn't going to be good. There were a lot of red flags that said, no, this is not the relationship for you. And my therapist says that, you know, I'm, I'm a fixer. And that's what I do. And that's what I've had a habit of doing. And that's what my history has shown. And so I I basically put myself through hell with someone because I was trying to fix someone who really didn't know how to love. And this, this podcast is basically laying the groundwork for the rest of the podcast in that I'll be doing. And That was the hardest part, that I had to sit and realize, okay, I chose to get in a relationship with someone that didn't know how to love, and I took it upon myself to think that I was going to try to teach this person, because I was taught. Someone taught me, and I ran with it, but there was a part of me that didn't realize that not everybody is going to do as I do or be able to be as I was and being open and willing to learn how to properly love someone in a relationship and I spent it's been almost two years since the end and it probably took me about 15 months to really kind of get myself headwise out of anything that was related to trying to get over the past relationship. And I had gone into a very, very deep depression, a dark place. And there were a lot of, there were a lot of other things that were factors in my life that compounded that, but that was the baseline that really consumed a lot of my, my brain. And it, it, it kind of, it, It was really tough to get through this and you know with the help of my therapist and you know some other things I I was able to do it and it kind of helped me on top of my life experience and therapy you know be able to come from a sense to get a clarity through a sense of critical and, and deep thinking about why people do what they do why we allow people to do what they do and what can we do to not put ourselves in situations to be hurt by other people um, to such a deep level and learn different things about people to be able for us at the end of the day choose the right people because I think that's what what we really run into relationship-wise and why we end up breaking our own hearts because we're just not choosing the right people. And we want to blame, actually, we want to blame who the person is on why our heart was broken. And that's something that I'm, I'm not an advocate of because people show us who they are. We see who they are. And if we continue to engage with them, then what we have coming from that person kind of is on us. And that doesn't necessarily justify how people treat you if they mistreat you, but you have a level of awareness that you need to take action on. And you can't overlook that by, oh, I can make this person into the person I want them to be or the potential of what they could be, of what I can do for them. And I love them and I have deep feelings for them. I know I can really work on this person. And that is a mistake. And that is a mistake that gets our heart broke every time. I'm gonna tell you a quick story and um, about a friend of mine. And she's gonna listen. And she's gonna know I'm talking about her but I will keep names out just for the sake of the privacy of the story but it's the story that really really kind of gets to the point of what I'm trying to say here so I got this friend that met a guy okay met a guy he seemed cool everything seemed good in the beginning you know they were spending a lot of time getting to know each other and just spending a lot of time a lot of time and she seemed happy and everything seemed going okay but there were a couple red flags and there are a few that she didn't tell me about in the beginning that i didn't find out till later and one of them was i don't remember how we got how she got to the point of, of then finding this information out but it eventually came and This guy was living with his ex-girlfriend. Now, they're three weeks, three, four weeks in, you know, everything's hot and heavy. They're excited about each other. And she basically had to pull it out of him. He didn't voluntarily give the information up front. He was going to keep it going. And he specifically said that he most likely could have got away with it. And would have tried to get away with it as long as he could um, before the ex moved out and you know it would be nothing but unfortunately that didn't happen now of course hopefully y'all agree my issue with that was when she told me this was that that's a pretty big thing to withhold you know that you are living with your ex Um, Because let's be honest, y'all, like, come on, in-house. I I don't believe for a second when you got in-house and especially it's familiar that even though y'all might not be together, that y'all still not engaging in a little hanky-panky, you know what I'm saying? So with that said, you start seeing somebody new and it starts to get serious. That's information that you want to share up front. So then you can give that person the opportunity to decide how they want to proceed going forward. Now, I told her, I said, I would be done, to be honest with you. You know, because he admitted that he intentionally didn't tell you, which, you know, is him lying about it. And he would have tried to get away with it as long as he could until he was had, his, had to force his hand. And... That, to me, would have been enough to be like, I'm good. You know, because it's, it's obvious reasons, but I know sometimes I got to convince people just because, you know, they're always trying to see around something obvious for some reason, is that how do you come back from that? And so, you know, she took like a week to her feelings were hurt. And, and this was a really new thing so I I couldn't understand why it was so hard for her to break away but she decided that she wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt and generally the benefit of the doubt is what gets us fucked up but that's not, that was a whole nother podcast right there um and so and of course we had a little friction with the situation because obviously I wasn't for it you know I told her I'm like yo you know you're, you're stupid for doing this you're you know like and there's a lot of other reasoning behind a, little, a lot of other deeper things that goes behind re- her reasoning that we don't really need to get into but just the fact that you know she gave him an ultimatum of you know the girl needs to be out of your house by this time and blah 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 and I'm like listen I just... <laughs> I'm not with it I, I'm not with it and I have a lot of female friends and when they tell me things about some of the stuff that dudes do and I'm trying to give them good constructive advice and they just choose not to listen it's a little bit friction and I'll admit like me and this friend haven't really talked since she made the decision to you know get back with this person because for me it's where's your self-value and your self-worth you know like I feel like If that man valued you the way he's trying to convince you you're valued, he would have been upfront and honest about that from the jump. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, people need to put all their business out in the very, very beginning, but because that doesn't apply to every situation. But best believe if you have an ex living in your house, that should be something that you want to share up front. And to me, the deceit and dishonest and trying to cover that up and hide that would have been enough for me to him for him to be done, especially somebody I've only known less about a month. We'll say give or take less than a month over a month, you know, plus or minus for any any of that. And so that gets to the point of, all right, why would she? herself in a situation to where she's been lied to and him getting away with it is her continuing to try to work with him and seek something out with him he's going to lie again and that's like ding 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 like come on there's really there's no benefit of the doubt and that, that you can give in, in, in this situation. There just there just isn't. Now we can do what we want to do, but we groan. But if it doesn't turn out the way we want and we get our heartbroken by that person, like we're not, we can't be in a position to complain about it. And that's where I kind of put myself in the situation of the last relationship I was in, where I knew this person wasn't for me. But I loved them and I wanted to love them and I, I saw this future with them and I did everything that I tried that I could within reason to make the relationship work, but it wasn't going to. And I broke my own heart as mad as I could have been at this person for the things that they did to me, the things that had transpired over the course of the relationship that led to the ending of it. And even the things that were said and done after the end of the relationship, at the end of the day, that's my fault because I had multiple times to, to see how a person showed me who they were. And I continued on because I thought that I was going to change them. And I thought that I was trying to be the good man by listening and, and trying to be, uh, will say compassionate and and listening to their wants and needs. But at the end of the day, especially with a narcissist, their wants and needs were way more than what they were giving back to me. And that's not a game that I play. Like I I don't play the, well, I gotta give so much of myself and, and do this and do that in order to get that person to act. That's that's not how, that's not how relationships work. That's not how good ones work. So I just, I was done. And I had to sit here and be like, why did I allow that? Why? And I came to the answer of after a lot of self-reflection is it was a f- reflection upon how I was feeling about myself over the course of the relationship, how I let another person uh, bring me down and, and bring down my value and self worth because their expectations of me were were super high. Yet they couldn't meet. I mean, honestly, they couldn't meet their own expectations that they set for another person, or the ones, or my expectations of them as a person in a relationship. And I had to realize that that's not my fault. And there are a lot of things that I took fall for or I said sorry for that I shouldn't have. And it boils down back to how you feel about yourself, how you value yourself, how you respect yourself, what you feel you are worth as a person. And I have to stress before You get into your next relationship. If you're single now or if you're in a relationship and the relationship is struggling, you really need to take the time to sit down and assess you and assess where you are with who you are and if you are truly happy. Because if you're not truly happy by yourself, you're not going to be happy with anybody else. And you can't sit and say, oh, well, somebody's going to make me happy. No, 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 no. Someone needs to compliment your happiness, but it's not someone's job to make you happy. That is a lot to put on a person. And here we are today. And so... I've spent a better of two years, the last two years really working on me and finding myself and establishing my boundaries of what I wanted and expected out of my life and what I expected of that from another human being that I chose to be in a relationship. And I wasn't going to get into a relationship until I knew that I saw that I could get the things that I wanted and needed from someone else. Which has led me to now just recently getting into a new relationship. And um, it, it, it happened kind of fast. But I learned a lot in the last two years of dating. Because that's the most dating that I think I've done since my 20s. Because I've been a serial monogamist my whole life. I go from one long relationship have a quick break, get over the person, meet somebody, and then boom, I'm in a serious relationship with them. And I told myself, I made a promise to myself I wasn't going to do that this time, that I was actually going to date, see what's out there, really go and see what's out there and, and set some standards that I wanted for me, how I saw my life and living my life and whether A new person was going to fit within those. And honestly, a lot of people came and went (laughs) a lot of Tinder dates, a lot of Bumble dates, Facebook dating dates. A lot of people came and went. And finally, someone came in and just kind of touched me the way I needed to be touched with my heart inside. And I chose to. Get in a relationship with that person. And that was a big decision for me. A huge decision for me. Because I have seen everything that I didn't want, you know, come into my space, disrupt my peace. And that's how we got here.